Hi, you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health, and I'm your host, Dr. Majd. As some of you who follow me on social media may know, after 10 years of podcasting for Macmillan Publishing, sadly, my podcasting journey is coming to an end. It's a bittersweet moment for me, as the House Call Doctor podcast has really personally meant so much to me. I've been so privileged to be able to have a voice to sound medical information in such a big way, while simultaneously dispelling medical myths that confuse and mislead. My goal has really always been to provide you with the knowledge to take charge of your own health, and I'm very grateful to Macmillan for giving me the opportunity to do it throughout all of these years. I will be moving on to embark on a video blogging adventure, something that I've wanted to do for quite some time now. It will still be me, and I'll still be writing my own content as always, except now you'll be able to see me, and I will be able to show you so much more visually. Today's podcast will be my second to last, but I'm very hopeful that my loyal listeners and followers will continue to follow me along this journey. Once my YouTube video channel is released, you can find more information on how to subscribe to it for free in two ways. Number one, join my new Facebook professional page at facebook.com slash D-R-S-M-A-J-D. And or number two, join my Instagram page at instagram.com slash dr.s.m.a.j.d. Maged, M-A-J-D. I've also placed a link to both on the script for this podcast on our website at quickanddirtytips.com. As always, I will continue to share up-to-date medical information on social media and take you along with me on this exciting path in life. Please tune in next time for my farewell episode. Thanks to all of you for your support throughout the years. I am so very grateful to you all. Now, last week, we initiated our controversial discussion on some of the top myths about doctors. We reviewed whether or not doctors are are actually wealthy and whether we are truly in cahoots with the pharmaceutical companies. So let's continue our discussion and review the next three common myths that I hear about doctors. But before I go on, just a short word from our sponsor that truly makes this episode possible. Even when you're trying to be healthy, it can be hard to get all the nutrients your body needs for long-term health. Care Of is a monthly subscription vitamin service made from effective quality ingredients that are personally tailored to your exact needs. Their quick online quiz asks you about diet, health goals, and lifestyle choices and makes it easy to figure out what vitamins and supplements that you specifically need. No more worrying about replacing multiple bottles when you run out. Your subscription box includes a 30-day supply of individually wrapped packets for easy grab-and-go, all for about 20% less than similar brands at local drug and health food stores. Now, the online quiz was actually very quick and fun to do, and the individual packets are convenient so that if you're running out the door in the morning like I am every day, you can simply put it in your purse and just take it when you can. For 25% off of your first month of personalized care of vitamins, visit TakeCareOf.com and enter DOCTOR. That's TakeCareOf.com and enter code DOCTOR for 25% off of your first month of personalized vitamins. So for our third doctor myth, 
Do doctors get paid for administering vaccines? Well, the vaccine myths are honestly simply out of control in the media, especially on the internet. I have two precious little girls who mean the world to me, and they are both fully vaccinated on schedule. Why on earth would I even take a small chance at placing their lives at risk if I thought even for a moment that vaccines are evil? On the contrary, I am protecting my girls the best that I can, just like I do for my patients. There's a study that shows that 95 plus percent of physicians vaccinate their kids on schedule. Now, we've been through 11 plus years of school and medical training to understand the science of medicine, and we wouldn't harm our own children. Most doctors are also employees of large groups or organizations. If you haven't noticed, small private doctor's offices are hard to come by these days. Your own doctor is likely an employee like I am. As employees, we do not receive any benefit from recommending vaccines. And those in private practice get reimbursed for the cost of purchasing the vaccine, in addition to perhaps a small fee for having their staff administer it. Believe me, vaccination is no money-making scheme for doctors. If your doctor wanted to make money, they'd opt for out-of-pocket cosmetic procedures that are not covered by health plans, like injecting Botox for wrinkles, doing tummy tucks, liposuction, and other surgical procedures that are not covered. But trust me, not vaccines. How that myth persists is honestly beyond me. You must have heard the next myth. Are doctors late because they're lazy or greedy? Well, I have beaten this one to death before, and it went viral on Business Insider. I've placed a link to that article on the script for this page on the quickanddirtytips.com page as well. So why did this one hit a nerve? Well, those of us in healthcare can really feel the pain of this topic. It's one of the most grueling parts of our day-to-day practice, and frustrated patients can relate as time is precious in this busy, crazy world. If you haven't read the article, your doctor is not late because they went out for a Starbucks run. They're also not running late because they are greedy and double book patients to make money. As I just mentioned, most doctors are employees, and that means that we really do not have a say when it comes to our schedules after we sign a contract. Our schedules are pre-designed templates that dictate how many patients we see, what time we see them, and how long of a time slot we are allotted for each one. I've been employed in three various settings as a physician by now, in public health, in a managed care organization, and now in a very large nonprofit medical group. And I can tell you that none of them routinely double book patients. And as physicians, we despise having to be double booked because we know it's going to be a really rough day if that happens. The reason that we run late is quite complex, and as I outlined in my prior article, it's because it is truly a reflection of two complex components. Number one, the U.S. healthcare system that fails to properly value and reimburse primary care physician time and services. Hence, in order to pay the outrageously high cost of overhead, more patients must be seen in a smaller time slot. And number two, taking care of people's health and lives is complex. It's not black and white. We're not running an airline and we're not running a supermarket here. Patients who are seemingly scheduled for a simple cold may actually be in respiratory distress and near death. 
They may be coming in for a routine follow-up on a medication, but their blood pressure may incidentally be skyrocket high enough to stroke out. We never know what's behind that exam room door, and we really just can't predict it all of the time beforehand, let alone schedulers who book these appointments and don't really have medical training. And lastly, are doctors cold and emotionless? Well, perhaps you've been turned off by a doctor or two who seemed cold and emotionless, even seemingly rude. Well, this hardening process of the soul begins in medical school when we are fresh, young, and malleable. I've described my personal experience in medical school in detail on, in a prior podcast and article, which again, I'll place the link to on the script for this page. There's an underlying unspoken yet not always so subtle push from the medical profession to toughen us up from the get-go. Isn't this what the military also strives to accomplish with its soldiers? My husband, who is a former Marine who fought frontline infantry in Desert Storm, describes a very similar desensitization phenomenon, beginning with boot camp. Expressing your emotions as a physician is similarly a big no-no. This unspoken culture that is cultivated in the medical community is kept under wraps. This idea that somehow we are expected not to feel. And if you do express sadness or tears, you are seriously looked down upon. Well, why, you may ask, what is the purposes of creating cyborg-like physicians? Well, imagine as a primary care physician, for instance, that on an average day, you see several patients suffering from depression, with one contemplating suicide, perhaps, another one or two who despise you for caring enough to help them overcome the prescription drugs that are driving their addiction, and that one patient who truly feels like a thousand patients because they are suffering from a very grave illness, and frankly, they are one of the nicest people that you've ever met. How does one cope with all that every day? If your doctor allows emotions to interfere, it may incapacitate them and negatively influence their job. It's not easy to take home all of these emotions every single day. But do you wanna know the truth? We do. We still stay up for hours at night, pondering over these intense experiences each day. We just don't show it. So if you'd like to continue to follow me throughout my video blogging journey, check out my Instagram page at dr.s.majd or majd, or my Facebook page at facebook.com slash S-M-A-J-D. Please note that all content here is strictly for informational purposes only. It doesn't substitute any medical advice and it doesn't replace any medical judgment or reasoning by your own personal health provider. So please always seek a licensed physician in your area regarding all health-related questions and issues. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of The House Call Doctor. Stay healthy and I'll catch you next time for my farewell episode.